Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God So for the next few weeks, you guys are going to get a taste of our staff. Um, as we've grown as a church, we realize when people come, it feels a lot like this is a full-time church that's just everybody, it's just cranking, and the reality is we have all part-time staff, which is a beautiful gift from the Lord and the patience and grace God's given us with people that will say yes to living in minimalism. So a couple that's going to share today um, through Jordan, his preaching. Katie's not coming up. Oh, she's coming up. Um, so they came on board right at the beginning, and I just want to say before he comes, I want to say thank you to him. You guys don't know this because we don't speak a lot about it, but Jordan from the beginning has raised what he needs to be a staff worker here. So to be a part of a church plant, you don't show up with, you know, 401ks and all of that stuff. Insurance is few and far between. These guys have come on board and done really what we did in the beginning, which is just say, we feel like God's calling us here. We'll live minimally. And they've been raising their own own, own money to, to work for, for us, which is like, it's humbling. Isn't that just humbling? And so as he comes up in just a second... Um, He's going to share about his role here, and then he's going to preach for a little bit. But I want to say to you guys, we have a goal this year that we can pay our staff. Like, how beautiful would that be, to pay people who work here? And so you'll hear some vision and some goals coming up soon. But for, I just want to say thank you to you, Jordan. Um, I, I love, you know, I was talking to one of the church planters on the network, and they said, when you are looking for people to be a part of the church plant, make sure you like to hang out with them. And I was like, that's super practical. <laughs> But I bet a bunch of people don't do that. And I love, I love hanging out with you. I love playing ping pong with you. I love when we're here cleaning together. Um, we won't talk about the ping pong record. We don't have to talk about that. That's not for here. Um, I love your humor. 
I love uh, your ISTJ, INTJ-ness. I I just, I I enjoy it. Me and Sarah love both of you. Katie, I love your humor. She has humor, guys, I promise. I have a mic, I have a mic. (laughs) Um, So, guys, he's going to share with us today his heart, which is what he's speaking from. And before we do that, let's just pray. If you guys will point your hands either towards Jordan or Katie, whichever one you like better. Father, we love, uh, we love what you do, and we love when you bring people that are just lovers of your kingdom and people, and not about building a name, or they're not trying to build Craig Ministries International. They're just trying to love people well, and humility, and meekness, and serve others, and they do it with their lives. And so today as he shares his heart, let us just soften our hearts to hear in Jesus' name. And I just pray overwhelming blessings over them. I just pray in 2016... This will be a year of extreme blessing, radical blessing for you guys that you look back and say, oh my goodness, he's a good, 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 good father. And we just pray it starts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Josh. Awesome, guys. So today's Life Group Sunday. Did you guys know that? I'm pumped. There's a lot of new people here, which is really a great day for you to be here. Um, So leaders, I'm going to call you up at the front end, um, but before I do that... We're going to be, Josh was saying, we're going to be sharing, like all the staff are going to be sharing a little bit about um, who they are, um, why they're here, what they do, so that you guys know, so they're just not like, because we don't have a full-time staff, um, and so everyone kind of takes on different roles. And so for me, um, primarily in my life, I kind of have three hats. First one is I am a stay-at-home dad for like four days out of the week. So I have my daughter and we watch ESPN in the morning, and we, you know, cry, her, not me, sometimes me, and it's, some days are difficult, some days are amazing, sometimes we go to the park, all the days look different, some days she's on my hip while I'm trying to study, what, I mean, there's just, all my days look different. One day a week, I'm usually here, one to two days, and I do kind of lead two arms of the church. Um, One is the life group ministry, which is why I'm up here today. We have six life groups. You get to hear them today. And um, so the heart behind that is that people would come to this church and that we believe living in love is the main way that they grow. And so we start life groups because we want to get people with people. It just makes sense. So that's, it's just an avenue for us. So I lead that. The other thing that I um, have recent, kind of recently taken over was our connections ministry, which is if you're new here, usually you're the first person that um, I'm the first person that you meet. So, and I, I hate because today I, there's a lot of new people here and I didn't get to because I'm preaching. But I would love to meet you and um, we have a great team of people that kind of interact. We do coffee, signs, all kinds of stuff, door greeting, you know, the real stuff that people get excited about, about ministry. <laughs> love it, right? Uh, but it's the thing that people actually, people care about that, you know? Especially at this church, if you walk in and there's not, like you're lost, if there's not a sign or a person out there, and you're a newcomer, you're like, what the, how do I get into this place? Um, so we have people for those things, and so I kind of lead those, those, those two different things. So I, what I want to see is for people to come to this church, and what I believe is the best way for people to grow is with others. And so I want to facilitate whatever it takes to get people with other people so you can grow. Because I do not think that you're going to grow really fully in your Christian life by hearing me talk. That's, that's just, honestly, that's kind of boring anyways. 
being with other people. You, your living room is where you live. You don't live in those seats. So getting people into your living room and going to other people's is where we find growth. Cool? So life group leaders. So can you guys stand up? There's six of us. You're one of them, so you got to stand. Awesome. Okay, you guys go ahead and come up um, with me. We have the mic. So these are, we have six groups. Um, there are three in Smyrna, two in Marietta, and one is like just south of Canada. <laughs> it's in Woodstock. So when, I'm going to start over here with the woods. You guys are on the end. So would you guys share about where you meet? Make sure I get them all right. Where you meet, when you meet, kind of what do you love and what are you excited about? Sure. Um, we are Kelly and Luke Wood. And we have two daughters, um, under well, two and under. And we meet in West Cobb, kind of where Smyrna and Marietta kind of meet. Um, right at Macklin, John Ward, if you know that area. Um, and we meet on Wednesdays at 6.30 to 8 o'clock, and we try to be pretty prompt about our timing. Um, so I'll let you share Yeah, cool. And we have child care. So our group is definitely filled with grace, love, and mercy because I'm kind of co-leading it with my wife, <laughs> and we need a lot of that for me. Um, but I would probably say one of the greatest things that we've seen is just people falling in love with people. Uh, and it's our heart. It's the DNA of River City. Uh, but more importantly, I love it because I feel like we come together and we slow down. I mean, how often do we just get caught up in the busyness? Everybody's busy. Everybody's doing, doing, doing. And we feel like the atmosphere that we want to create for Wednesday night is people just to hit the pause button, slow down. And just do life together. Listen to the Lord. Dream, cry, laugh, pray. And so we've been in this season where we've just been getting to know one another. And I feel like there's a, just an awesomeness of growth getting ready to happen. And just some fruit that's getting ready to produce in our group. So we're excited. Come hang out with us. We don't bite. Um, but we are sloppy. We are messy. And it's just a hot mess with all of our kids in our house. So come hang out with us. Okay? Cool. <laughs> Um, my name is Josh, and this is my wife, Shantae. Um, and like he said, we're not in Canada. We're in Woodstock. Um, we have a really cool dynamic, I feel, because we got people that um, come, you know, from this church to ours, and then there's people who don't go to our church that still come to ours. So it's pretty cool, you know, um, the dynamic of it. And uh, we meet on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., um, and we normally try to just do, um, like, one you know, where we'll gather at the house and talk and share and have devotion and, and just really just be honest about our struggles. And then the other times where uh, we'll go plan something fun, you know, maybe go bowling and just go grab dinner or something like that. Um, so it's laid back. Uh, the cool thing that I think we have found in, in our small group is just honesty, um, just being real. Uh, we're not trying to impress each other or put on a, a show, um, but uh, we're real. And Sometimes too real. <laughs> She has to rein me in at times. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're about to start uh, looking into Ephesians and studying uh, who we are in Christ and identity and stuff like that. So um, like I said, you know, come out and, and have fun with us.
Whoa. Our rhythm is, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you our rhythm of, hey, I did not say grace, love, and mercy. Amen. Okay. So our rhythm of our group is this. We do family, then the women, family, and then the men. Men, I promise you, we're going to meet. But so just to let you know, if you're thinking about our group, family, and then women, daddy daycare, take care of your kids. Let the lady, I'm telling you, it will bless your house. In so many areas. Amen? I feel like you need to say one more thing or something now. <laughs> I feel like I got a one-up. I'll get to that Thank you. Can they see me? Should I stand up? I feel like we should stand up. Okay, so we're the newest life group. We are leading a group again. And um, we haven't met yet, so um, we'll tell you when we will meet. We're going to be meeting on Tuesdays. That's the day we feel like will be the best. We live on the line of Marion and Smyrna. So we're about 10 minutes from here. Um, and so we just, working with connections, we've seen that there's a, a need for us to invite people into our home on a weekly basis. And so we will serve for that purpose. Do you want to add anything? No, we're just really excited. We really miss, we used to lead a group at Josh and Sarah's house, but we really miss having one on our own. And so kind of been itching to do it again. And um, like, we, like, like she said, we kind of get to meet so many new people here. So we wanted to be able to have a place where we could just invite people straight into our house. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll probably have childcare. Probably. We have a child, so. Luke, you need anything? <laughs> Thanks. So, okay. I took some notes because I go blank every time I get in front of a lot of people. So, um, I just want to... Okay. So my name is Chelsea. We are... We try to create a name for our group, and the best thing we came up with was fam, right? But I don't even think we're settled on that, but I like it. Fam, like family, fam, but it's like the cool way to say so. So you, you wouldn't know, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. So we meet on Monday nights at 7.30 at um, Chris's house. So my future house, that's my fiance. Uh, yes. Um, we are... So we are sometimes 10 people and sometimes 20 people, and it's just not consistent ever, I would say. Um, we have some people that are single, some people that are in relationships, some people that are engaged, some people that are married, some people that are have a baby on the way. If you guys want to raise your hands over there, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to. So, um, Okay, so we have Phil and Jill, who are also back there. They're our mom and pop of the group, which they come once a month, and every single time they come, we're all crying. Um, it's just super special. Um, so we have different people that lead and facilitate. We don't really have, I mean, Chris is probably the leader, um, but I think he doesn't ever really like to be called that. So a lot of people have been taking charge, which is really cool, kind of starting to facilitate, you know, teach and um, step out, which is always really scary, just like talking in front of everybody. Um, but we focus a lot on missional living, what that looks like to really live out the kingdom of God on a daily basis. Um, also, too, we are a prophetic community. Um, we are always stepping out, prophesying over each other. Um, it can be, uh, yeah, really wild, and it's I love it. So, um, yeah, so if you're interested, you can come talk to me, or you can talk to Rachel Mincher, anybody, if you guys all want to raise your hands all at once, raise your hands so that, Nate and Kate, you better raise your hands over there. Um, and then also we're going to go to Mexican. What's that 
uh, Mexican restaurant right across. Taqueria, corner taqueria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So corner taqueria. Everybody, all these groups are going out to lunch after yeah. this. So you guys so, will be able to go out to lunch and hang out with them. Oh, I do need one more thing. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're done, you're done. We're going to Okay, <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested, and then tomorrow we're going to go to Sky Zone because we do a fun event every single month too. So we're going to Sky Zone. So if you want to try that out too, it's not going to be as, you know, you, don't, you won't be as nervous if you come because we're just going to be jumping around and sweating together. So. What is Sky Zone? Oh, yeah, that actually looks really cool. Yeah. Which, 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 if you want to go to Sky Zone, let us know now. And Kale, raise your hand again, loud and proud. He's going to have to take your name down because he's going to call and get, you know, reservations just because what if we can't go, you know? Thank you. Luke? Good. So our group meets Monday night at 6.30. It originally started as a, a group that would read books, but evidently people don't like reading books. We, we caught more flack about that than anything we've ever done here. So we have to read to be a part of your group. We have to read to be a human. Okay, guys? We, we're, so we're not doing reading anymore, even though reading is good. Um, our group is really eclectic. Really, there are people from every group. Every, you, can't, you can't walk in and not find somebody from a different genre. Some weeks there's six kids. Some weeks there's ten kids. <laughs> Some week, there's no kids. Um, the rhythm of our group is very much spiritual disciplines, and we practice on the spot prayer, worship, and prayer for one another, and we dive in. So deep calls to deep. Um, if that interests you, come see me. Um, our group, just for you to know, in the next six months or so, Sarah and I will stop doing the group, not because we don't love it, but because we have a church plant. It's, a, we lo it's one of my favorite things to do, honestly. I look forward to it every week. But we realize that we need some leaders to come out of our group, and we're praying that a couple different things. We need more life group leaders, period, so we're praying for that. Um, but if you'd like to be a part of it, it's going to be like the best probably four, six months of your life, I would, I would say. Way better than Sky Zone, as far as I know. <laughs> we won't be jumping around because we're not seven. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. We're supposed to be like children, right? Good job, good job. Anyway, we're going to Moe's after this. I'm going to stand up and do this formally. Um, I'm Bill. This is my wife, Jennifer. <clears throat> we have a life group that meets on Wednesday nights. Um, we live over near Campbell Middle School. Uh, for your old timers, it used to be Campbell High School. Different color scheme. Um, we meet at 6.30. It's a soft open, 6.30 to 7.00 because we know people are coming from work. We don't do dinner. People bring their dinner, though, and eat it there in front of us. Um, the Morrises usually bring Chick-fil-A, because John kind of has to. Um, but uh, we don't have childcare. We have a son and two foster boys right now, so no childcare. We don't need more chaos in the house. We're trying to focus on the Lord and each other. Um, we, and, and and what we found, we found this, that the parents actually like not having to bring their kids sometimes and get some uh, space to really kind of connect with other adults um, for an hour and a half-ish every, every week. Um, we don't do a book. We didn't do a book. Um, it was sort of what separated us from that group. Um, we had people come back 
and stay with us throughout the whole time. Um, <laughs> um, I actually threw out the idea of a book this week and it got shot down like that on so many levels. Who is this author? What is, is, what is he about? I got that kind of question. And then a book? Like, I don't know. How much would we read each week? So we're not doing a book. Um, but we, we've, we have found in the group that, that folks have been, and it, what was interesting was from the very first week, the transparency and um, vulnerability came out from night one from the group. We didn't have to fake it. We didn't have to model it. We didn't have to explain it, define it, show a video about it. Nothing like that. It generated from within the group, and that's kind of been the thread from start to finish or start to current. We're not done. Um, so if you want that, um, if you're looking for that, if you need that, come um, to our group. We're going to Moe's as well because I got up this morning and really wanted a burrito ball. So, and it's right across the parking lot. Don't have to move the car. So um, we're going to Moe's too. So if you want to connect with us, feel free. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Y'all give it up for them. Yeah. You good? Yeah, y'all good. So I love these leaders. These people are all, especially this couple right here, pretty awesome. They all do this kind of stuff just on their own so naturally, and that's why it's not really weird to have, like, Josh and Sarah do this because, like, they're so naturally. They are already, people are already in their house anyways. And so... It's just very natural for the people who are doing it, so they're great, great houses to be in. So, um, I'm not going to preach super long because I want you guys to have some chance, a chance to communicate with these guys right after the service, and then go out to lunch and have a good meal together, okay? Um, so, the thing I want to talk about today, we're gonna, I'm going to preach out of Genesis chapter 12. Uh, so, we're going old school, Old Testament, and we're going to talk about story, and so when I think of life groups, it's the, your life is a story, and God has you on a timeline, but behind what you see on your timeline is God's story in your life. And so I always think of story in terms of like an intersection where God comes into a moment, intersects that story, and then kind of reorients it, breaks a chain, something happens, and your life's different. And so the thing that I believe that God always intersects our story for is for the other person. If God, God does not intersect our story to make us awesome, that's just, that's just not his MO. For God, and, and we'll see in this story today, in the story of Abram, God intersects his story for all the families of the earth, not because he wants to make Israel the coolest nation in the world. And this is, for me... I got a better understanding of this passage um, probably about four months ago, and it completely reoriented the way I read the Bible completely, especially the Old Testament. Israel totally made more sense to me. So I hope today that you guys get like a whole reshift in your brain of what um, God wants to do with your life. So um, one thing I didn't tell you guys, I'm also in seminary, so that kind of takes a lot of my time too. Um, about four or five months ago, I was traveling to Lexington, which is where my school is. And so I took a bus. If you ever want a good experience, take public transportation. It was an adventure. Um, so I get on this bus. It's two stories. 
And I'm sitting there um, on the second level, and I'm thinking, I get in, and, I'm, and I start feeling like God's telling me, somebody on this bus you're supposed to talk to about me. And I'm not the guy usually who this happens to, but in this moment, I was like, okay. So I'm constantly got my eyes peeled. It's like an eight-hour drive. So I've got my eyes peeled, and the whole time I'm like, I don't know. I don't see anybody. I'm not having any conversations. I've just got headphones in at this point, but I'm looking, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'm sitting there, and we get all the way to Knoxville. There's only like a couple hours left. And there was this one dude. The reason I had headphones in, there was this one dude at the very front of the bus who was really obnoxious. And he was talking the entire time, like super loud. And he's kind of annoying me. So I just put headphones in. And so anyways, the guys he was talking to end up getting off the bus in Knoxville. And so he's sitting up there. And I'm like, all right, I'll go sit up there. I'm sure this guy will talk to me. You know, maybe see what happens. So I go up there. And I'm not kidding you, I'd say 15 words in two hours. Like, this guy talks my ear off. I've ne- I mean, I don't know if you guys know, like, a really good storyteller. I've never been great at telling stories. But this guy was a storyteller. Like, he, you sat there on the edge of your seat, like, oh, my gosh, what, what happened next? And he had the stories, and, he had, and it, was the, it was good information, you know. I mean, he had stories... He had a rough life. I mean, he had been in like mental, mental institutions like 50 times. And he told me the story about how he like almost killed this dude with a bat. I like, because he used to grow up in, he grew up in the ghetto. And he, had, he was like all this identity stuff. He was a philosophy teacher at a, at a college. So we connected on a lot of different levels. And, but I started noticing how all these different moments in his life he kept telling me about, I began to see like, oh, God had provision for him in those moments. And so... With the 15 words I got, I was just told him, like, I, I mean, he's a philosophy guy. Like, he doesn't, he's not into this, right? But I'm just, like, I think God's, like, in your life, and he's been protecting you and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, by the time we're driving through Lexington, he's, like, crying. I mean, just tears. You know, he's just boohooing. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a boohooer, but he's boohooing. And I'm like, wow, okay. And, and, I mean, by the end of it, he was, like, he was telling me, he's like, I'll never forget this moment meeting you. And this guy, I mean, this guy's probably in his, like, mid-50s. He's lived a lot of life, but for some reason, in this moment, our stories crossed. There was an intersection where God wanted to do something in his life. And God intersected my life in the middle of that bus because he wanted to impact his life, right? He didn't say, hey, Jordan, I want you to stand at the front of the bus and preach a message because I want to, I want to share everybody that you can preach really well or anything like that. He, just, he wanted, God saw, see, he, he sees things that we don't see. So in that moment, I'm thinking about me. He's thinking about all the people on that bus. And that's the person that God wanted to impact. And he's, all he's looking for is the one person who's willing to do it. And so I happened to be the one person I got to be a part of his blessing. And so he was blessed, and I actually was blessed. Imagine that. I received, I mean, I'm telling you the story today because it was impactful for me. I mean, we're still buddies on Facebook. I mean, like, I'm trying to, you know, keep up with him, and he was writing a memoir because I'm telling you, you need to read it, and it comes out. It was phenomenal. Okay, so let's open up the scriptures to Genesis. We're going to start in chapter 11. So for the set, to set the stage, this passage is about the story of Abram. It, what it appears is that it's the story of Abram and God kind of bringing this intersection where he's going to change Abram's life. But what he's actually doing is it's the story of humanity, and he's going to impact humanity, the story of all of humanity. The reason that you can see this is because there's no, like, Israel before chapter 12. 
There's nothing happening. It's all just a bunch, a mesh of different people, okay? And we see, it's, like a, it's kind of like a stage of the nations. And we see all the nations in an uproar in chapter 11. Things are wonky. Like there's people, everybody's speaking different languages and they're divided. And so that's the stage that God is going to talk to Abram in. It's not the stage of just Abram's just in the middle of his day and I'm just going to bless this random guy. It's the stage of I want to touch the nations. And the way that I'm going to do that is through people. God always uses people. God, that's how it works. That's why you're sitting in a room full of people. You're not, it's not just you and God, it's you and people. And, that, and God wants to use people. So let's check this passage out. I'll read here. You guys kind of follow behind me. Hopefully it matches. We'll start in chapter 27. It's going to track the family of, a, of, a, of Abram and his father, Terah. So uh, verse 27. Now these are the records of the generations of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram and, his fa- and, his, and Nahor took wives for themselves, and the name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Sarah was barren. She had no child. So this is a family. Okay, that's the thing we need to know about that. Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan. So they're going to make a big journey from Ur all the way to Canaan. It's 1,100 miles, so it's long. So he's going to make this journey. It says, and they went as far as Haran, and they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. So now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you, and I'll make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran, and Abram took Sarah his wife, and Lot his nephew, and all their possessions which they had accumulated, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out, for the land of Canaan. So let's pray. Lord, I want the, the words on this page to melt, and I want it to just touch people's hearts today. God, I want your story that is like the backbone, the, what's behind people today, when they're sitting in their chairs. God, what's behind them? I want that to come to life today, God, and for it to be realized. And God, for you to break a chain, God, today, through the name of Jesus, of comfort and ease, and God, that we would just commit ourselves today to be in love with you and in love with people. And God, that you would impact and change the lives of people in Smyrna through this community. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so one of my big hobbies, and this is probably, people don't resonate with me on this, is backpacking. I love to backpack. It's not like car camping. Car camping is not real camping. Okay, so... We, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Me and James took a horrible backpacking trip one time. I'll tell you about it later. So backpacking for me, we, I get 20, 25 pounds on my back with a few buddies, and we take two cars up um, to a trail, and we go to the end of the trailhead, and we go to the beginning of the trailhead, and we just hike to the other car. And it could be, the furthest we've ever gone is like 40 miles. So it's not anything like insane, especially in light of this passage, right? But 
I don't know if you've ever walked for like a super long amount of time before, but we usually do it over two or three days. And, you know, we've gone as many as 18 miles in one day with weight. And you literally get to the point where muscles in your legs start hurting and you didn't even know could hurt. You're like, I didn't even know I had a muscle there. And it's just in pain. And it actually kind of hurts to stop walking because you've been walking so much. It's awful. Up and down mountains. But at the same time, it's rewarding for me in this weird kind of sadistic way. Okay? So, um, so I, I can kind of understand for this journey, 1,100 miles for this family, Tara, to go all the way. It is, we're talking about 15 to 20 miles a day. It's going to take them like probably like four, five, six months because they've got all of their stuff. I mean, they're making a journey. It's not easy. So can you pull up the picture we have? If you're a nerd, raise your hand. Yes. You're going to love this. Okay. So you can see Ur down here. Okay. This is like Mesopotamia. And Ur is down here, and Haran is way up there. So it's like five or, five or 600 miles up to Haran and another five or 600 down to Canaan, which is kind of where Shechem and Ebron are. Okay. So it is a seriously a taxing, taxing journey. And so the place, so Terah sets his family out to go all the way up the river, because there's a desert right there, so he can't go straight. He's got to go up the river and back down. And he gets halfway and says, oh, I think we'll just stop here. The reason they left in the first place, we find out from other um, sources, is that he was seeking economic opportunity. There, was no, there weren't enough resources where he was, and so they had to leave. And so he gets halfway and realizes, I think this will work. We can make our family here. And so he sets up shop, and about five years later, uh, Terah dies, and Abram's left with his family in this place. And uh, they just kind of grow accustomed to life. And Haran has everything that they need. I mean, they're not lacking. You see where the water comes, there's plenty of resources, everything's perfect. His family's there, there's protection, there's a two and a half mile long wall that surrounds the city, which is not even really needed in this time, because there's, there's not really nations. So it doesn't even make sense. There's protection, there's resources. And this, Haran is a place of blessing all throughout the Bible. Isaac finds Rebekah, remember at the well, when he sends a servant, finds her there. When Jacob leaves Esau, he flees to Haran. And remember, he spends like 20 years with Laban, and he has so much stuff. Like if you're reading that passage, remember he goes to Jacob, and, or Jacob goes to Esau, and he's trying to make amends with his brother. And he's like, okay, he's telling his servants, he's like, grab like 600 of the black sheep, and then, I don't know what the gestation process are in sheep, but he had so many. And I don't even, it doesn't even make sense to me how he had that many in 20 years. But he does. And so, all throughout the Bible, Haran is the place of blessing. God does awesome stuff there. But that's not, that's not where God was, had them going. He wanted them to keep going. But it was a place where they stopped along the way. So, what, I'm, what I want to tell you today is that Every one of us has this Haran in our lives where God is there, it's a blessing, your family's there, it's comfortable, and he's doing something, but there's a deeper calling to something else. So the question becomes, what is that deeper thing? What could be better than living in blessing with your family with everything is awesome? We see it in uh, this call to Abram. So check this out. We're going to read over these few verses again in 12. 12, 1. So it says, um, go forth from your country. That's something for somebody today. Somebody needs to just go forth today. 
from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. I will make you a great nation. Now, notice here, this is not the point of the passage. It's, the passage is not, I'm going to make you awesome. That's not the point of the passage. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. And I can just see Abram, like, okay, okay. And then he says, so you shall be a blessing. He's like, oh, okay. Then he goes, I'll bless those who bless you. Okay. And the one who curses you, I'll curse. And then the apex of it is this. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. There is Abram's whole life, his whole existence is not for himself, and the calling on his life is not for himself. It is for everyone else. And so our calling isn't for us. The reason, I mean, I think even Katie and I are testimony to this. I'm standing up on the stage because we had to leave our own Haran to be here. And like, I mean, my Haran just personally is like, I would love to just have like a good paying job, a just have everything I need for my family. I don't need a lot, but you know, and like instead, some days we just don't even know. And there's the Canaan for us doesn't sound awesome, but it means being a blessing to other people because we feel like this is what we're supposed to do. And it's not necessarily a call to ministry, but it's a call to whatever God has for you, and it's not for yourself. I know that. I know that the call is never for us. And so, the, and so I'm going to like offend like the super like Israel flag-waving people here. But the reality is, all throughout the Bible, when we see Israel, God is all, he's looking at Israel, but he's actually, he's really looking through Israel to all of humanity. That's what it's all, always been about. It's not about making Israel awesome. Israel is just a tool. They're a tool. They are not like that. You're the only one that laughs about that. Something's wrong with that. <laughs> can, you pull, can you pull up Galatians uh, 3.8? Check this out. The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abram, saying, all the nations will be blessed in you. What he's saying is that the gospel was preached in Genesis 12 before it was ever preached through Jesus. So Jesus isn't doing something new. He's doing the thing that was established from the very beginning. Even the, very, even the language, you're going to be blessed, you're going to be a blessing. I mean, that's a discipleship message, right? I mean, that's freely, you have, freely I have received, freely give. This is the same thing that Jesus is saying. He's not creating something new. And so even you think, I mean, we have disciples making disciples. That's, and we use like Matthew 28, like go therefore make disciples. Making disciples has been there from the beginning. It's be a blessing. You're called to be a blessing. So we have to understand that God's story, it's not changed at all. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He's going to be the same tomorrow. And his calling is for the other. So, I mean, I, one of the things that even came to me was, I mean, you look at how Jesus calls his disciples. He's like, leave your home and come follow me. It's like, leave your Haran, leave what's comfortable, come and be with me. That's, that is the commission of our lives. I would say for Katie and I, the verse that, and I don't even know if I've ever really expressed this to her, but for the verse for me at least in feeling called to this was Luke 9, 62, 
it says that once you, Jesus says, once you've put your foot to the plow, that if you turn and look back, you're not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. It's like, okay, that's serious. So I'm sitting, I'm like, okay, so I've got this call. I feel, I feel the yearning in me to do this, okay? And that's call, the call's different for you, but the call for me was this. I have this call, and if I look back, I'm not worthy. I mean, golly, Lord. But so I had to make a decision in my life to say, I'm not turning back anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look ahead, and I'm going to run. I'm, not, I'm leaving Haran, even though it's comfortable, and I'm going to the place where the land flows with milk and honey, and it's better there, all right? It's better there. It's better there because people are there. You can, he, I mean, Abram was living in Haran with all of his, I mean, his little teepee with his family, and things were awesome, but he's called to leave that place, and I'm not trying to, like, I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want you to hear today, like, okay, well, Jordan's calling me to, like, leave my family and go and off on the calling, and I'm going to it's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, your job, especially when I want to talk to the men, is to lead your family to other families. So your job is not to take care and protect your family and your own. Your job is to care for the people that you have and take them into relationship with other people. So literally, the, that's why life groups, this is why this message is for life groups. It's because you just, some people just need to get out of your house. Go be in another, in another living room. Because that's where we're called to be. Always, from the beginning, you're calling. You are here in this place today because other people are sitting next to you. And you're not hearing them talk right now. You're hearing me talk. You have to hear them talk. That's the place where we find growth. And that's where the place where we find purpose, calling. So, um, so this is my challenge today. It is three kind of camps. First one, you're in Haran, you're in Ur. You're, you're not, you're at the beginning. You're like, I'm honestly, and Tara never hears the Lord. He just is forced to a place where he has to leave. Some of you, you're feeling the conviction of like, I've got to just go. But my what I'm saying is you take the South Passage. Don't go like all the way around into Haran and do the whole deal. Go straight to Canaan. Run as fast as you can because there's a place there where God wants to use your life to impact the lives of others. So if you're an Ur, start the journey and make the decision, I'm going to put my foot to the plow and I'm not going to turn back. Second person, if, you're in, if you feel like you're in Haran, and I think that this is probably like a large majority of the room, just to be honest, and I think that when we talk about this chain, like when I hear break every chain, I, keep, I always think of like a chain to sin. You can be chained and like know you're chained and be chained to the comfortability and to the ease of your own home. That can be a chain. And somebody today needs to say, Jesus, I need you to break that chain and give me the freedom to run down into Canaan. So leave the comfortable. You have an opportunity to be a blessing. For the people that are in, this is, I didn't really touch on this, and I will, so if you're in Ur, if you're in Haran, and the, set, the third one would be if you're in the Negev. I didn't even talk about this, but I want you to know this. Where Abram, has to, Abram leaves from this, this awesome calling, right? You're going to be a blessing to all the nations. He goes to Canaan and then realizes this land's full of foreigners, and I don't, they don't really accept me. And so he actually is forced to go 
even further south. If you're reading this and you know Israeli geography, you're like, the Negev. This is where it says he goes. In 12, and It's not up here. In 12.9, it says, Abram journeyed on, continuing toward the Negev. That's where he ended up. The Negev is the southernmost portion of Israel, and it's a desert. There's, it's unpopulated, and there's no water. And that's where Abram spends his years. Wait, a second? I thought it was supposed to be awesome. Wait, well, sometimes it leads to a place that is difficult. And I think that there's people in here today who are, maybe you're even new to this community, and you feel like I am in a desert place. Like, I'm doing the thing that God called me to do. I'm here, but I don't feel like I'm with people, and I don't feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. And so what I want to tell you today is that there is hope for you, and you are fulfilling your destiny. You're doing what God's called you to do, and keep pressing in, and one day, I, I really think, honestly, I think Canaan is heaven, just to be honest. I feel like I live most of my life in a Negev. I don't know about you. That's where I feel like I kind of live, in a place where it's like, man, this is really difficult. But there's always hope for Canaan. That's always the place that's next for me. And that's always what I'm looking forward to. So if you're in Ur, you're in Haran, you're in the Negev. And I want you guys, I would love for everyone in this room to just have lunch. You're not making a commitment for life to people, okay? You're just saying, I'm interested. Go have lunch with, with somebody over here. They're all going to be right there where there's food. You're going to eat after this. Just go have lunch. It's pretty simple. And I would love for you to, and life group leaders, if you can kind of help facilitate this, answer that question in your own mind here and then take it over there at lunch. Answer, are you in Ur? Are you in Haran? Are you in the Negev? And my commission to you as we dismiss here is give your life, give your life to the blessing of other families. Your life was not meant for to keep and protect your own. It was meant to be spent on others. Let's pray. Thank you so much, God. God, let somebody today just feel like, oh, I want to grow, I want to learn, I want to know you. But God, I want it to be in the context of relationship. Let discipleship flourish in this church. God, let people who never thought that they would be in a living room with other people be in a living room with other people, where they're just growing and thriving. And God, I just want health for this church so badly, and I just know that it happens through relationship. And so, God, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us to be grafted into this calling the calling of Abraham to be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you that you bless us so that we can bless others. And let us not hold on to our blessing and never share it. God, may you challenge us, convict us, do whatever it takes to push us to the place where we give our lives for the benefit of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, life group leaders, can you guys stand up again? Um, spread out around the room. Shuffle. Um, and we're going to cue the music because it's awkward when we don't. And you guys go and mingle and go out to lunch. And I love you. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.